All right, so we'll say good morning. Good morning. Let us begin. Begin by thanking. <coughs> Excuse me. All of our sponsors for this morning share to thank our Torah sponsors for the month of Elo Jerry and Sarah Walaski for dedicating all the Sherman Joshua's this month in the Sussur Fushlanima for Zacharia Dove. Ben Peril Shira, the Tilson and Wall families from Eretz Yisrael for dedicating all of the Shiurim and Drashos this month in honor of the entire Shir and in Merz Hashem with Akar Satov, which we zoch and Merz Hashem to be continuing to learn together for many years to come. To thank Shandin Avram Kelman for dedicating all the Shurman Drashos this month. In the, mer- in the memory of their beloved parents and in the schus of all those who need a refuah shalema. To thank our Dafyomi sponsors, Brian and Shoshi Panzak, information of the art site of Frida Panzak on the 11th of Elul, and Milt and Melanie Gertner, information of the art site of Milt's father. Gilbert Gertner, who's also the art site, is on the 11th of Elul. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Neshamas will have an Aliyah and the families a Nechama. So with that, let us begin. Today's daf is daf tes vav. 15. 15, and we are picking up in Meretz Hashem on Yudalim with base 14b. We left off yesterday, actually, did a good, it was a good run yesterday. So we left off my time at the Tanakama, which was two, four, which is two, four, six, eight, ten lines up from the bottom. So I remember again, we had a fascinating machlokas between the Tanakama and Rabbi Elozer, going through a various list of distinctions between an Eved, an Eved Ivri, of Mocher Atzmo, one who goes ahead and sells himself, versus Machrul Beisdin, one who is sold by the Beisdin. One who is sold by the Beisdin. So the Tanakhama had a variety of distinctions between these two different types of Avadim. Ultimately, again, Rabbi Lazar said, essentially, there's no distinction. They're treated the same. They're treated the same in Halacha. Now, originally, remember, again, the reason why the Gemara brought this up was because, remember, what's our, what's our overarching discussion? Our overarching discussion is we're trying to go ahead and figure out who is the Tana who does not subscribe to the Xerushava of Sahir Sahir. That's really what we were looking for over here. So originally we thought that that was what was going on, that was the Machlok of the team, Rabbi Lazar and the Tanakhama. It turns out that's not the Machlokas. Turns out the Gemara says everyone subscribes to Sakhir Sakhir. Now we're going to revisit that statement in just a little bit. But the Machlokas team, Rabbi Lazar Tanakhama, is something totally different. So here we go. So my time with the Tanakhama. What's the reason that the Tanakhama, that he says, So remember again, the Tanakhama said that when one sells themselves, again, the minimum, the minimum duration of servitude, six years. That's the floor. But if when selling yourself, if you want to negotiate a longer term, you have the ability to do that. Contrast that with Mahruhu Beisdin, when Beisdin sells you, six years, no more. So where does Tanakhama get that from? See, he says, because when it comes to someone who was sold by Bezin, the Torah says, Va'avdecha Torah says, when Bezin sells you, you will work for the master for six years. So we'll say, so again, because that Pasuk is written in the context of someone sold by Bezin, what do you see from here? That I'm being sold by Bezin, the floor and the ceiling is six years. That's it. There's no more. There's no more. When you sell yourself, you can negotiate even for more. V'idach, the other opinion, Rabbi Lazar will say, V'avdecha, v'avdecha, lach v'lo liyorish. So Rabbi Lazar darshan is a different way. He says, V'avdecha teaches, teaches us that the evidently serves the master and not the inheritor. Meaning, that if the master were to die, if the master were to die, 
In other words, to be a Yorish inheritor, the inheritor does not inherit rights over the Evet Ivri. Ve'idach, the other opinion will say, Va'avdecha, achrina ksiv. There's another va'avdecha. There's another va'avdecha. Ve'idach, ha'hul artsas adon huda'asa. The other opinion will say, no, no, that second avdecha is to come to appease the adon. We'll talk about this more. Remember when the Evet Ivri goes free, there's the concept of hanaka. Hanaka means that the master gives the servant like some startup capital. So that might not be the easiest thing for the Adon to do. After all, again, remember this Adon has already purchased the Evet. He supported the Evet over the course of his tenure as an Evet. Now when he leaves, he has to give him even more money. So the Torah gives another another Avdecha. This was the this was your Evet to appease the Adon to give Hanaka. Fine. By Tamatanakama, Tarmocha Asma Inunirsa. Why does the Tanakama hold that when one sells themselves, they don't get their ear pierced? In other words, that if they choose to stay on, right, after, if they choose to stay, if they, if they would, in other words, that they can't stay on, and therefore they don't get their ear pierced. Since ultimately, again, the Torah has an exclusionary phrase by the Evet sold by Bezin, what does it say? Adonov es asno so the Pasek, when talking about the Eved who was sold by Bezdin and wants to stay on past the six years, the Torah says his master will pierce his ear with the all, Marzea, Ozno Shalom, Falo Ozno Shalom only the ear of one who is sold by Bezdin and not the ear of one who sells himself, top of Tesvav. So we'll say, just to see what's going to happen. So the Gemara is just going through all the Psukim of the Machlokas in the Tanakhama and Rabbi Lazar, top of Tesvav, the Idach. Rabbi Lazar would say, "Xerah Shava Huda'asa." That pasuk actually comes to teaching Xerah Shava. What's Xerah Shava? The Sanya, Rabbi Rabbi Eliezer Omer, "Minayim l'Rutzia Shehi Ba'ozin Yemanis." How do we know that when the master pierces the ear of the Eved, it's the right ear that's pierced? Ne'emar Kan Ozen. It says over here Ozen by Eved. The Ne'emar La'alon Ozen. And I will say later on, later on, the context of it. I will say ultimately again is the is the purification of the Mitzorah. And the Torah speaks about, again, the applications of the blood, of the ear, and of the big toe of the Mitzorah. Ma'alah yamin, just like by the Mitzorah, it's applied on the right ear. Afkan yamin, so to over here, Azno teaches me that the piercing is done on the right ear. The idach, where do the Rabbanon learn this out from, that the piercing is done on the right ear? Imkain lemakra ozen, Pasachar just said, Ozen, ear, my Ozno, my Ozno. Ozno, Bosei teaches us the, the dam, so to speak, the dominant ear. And what's the dominant ear? That's going to be the right ear. Okay, the Edoch, the other opinion would say, Homibayle, Ozno, Velo, Ozno. Rabbi Loz would say, No, 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 you need Ozno to teach you what? It's actually very interesting. Allah, Bosei. It is only the Evid Ivri who has his ear pierced, not the Amma Ivriya. In other words, the concept. So we might have a machlokis as to who has the right to stay on after six years, right? Is it all avadim, right? Every 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 evidivri, or maybe only an evidivri sold by Bezdin, but not an evidivri sold himself. Okay, so that could be machlokis. One thing, interesting enough, everyone agrees on the concept of staying on past six years with an ear piercing. Is Dafka an, an opportunity available to an Eved, an Eved Ivri, not an Amma Ivriya? Not an Amma Ivriya. And the Torah, the Gemara understands, the Torah says this, Azno, his ear, below Azna, not her ear.
Not her. Okay, we'll discuss this more. The other opinion will say, Nafkale Yomar Ha'eved. Ha'eved Veloa Ama. The other opinion says you can learn this out from the Pasik that says that the Pasik says, Yomar Ha'eved. If the Eved says, Ahaftis Adoni Vestishti Vesmanai, where the Eved says, I love my master, right? I love my wife, I love my children. He's talking about, again, it's the Shifcha Kenanis and his children from her. I love all of them. I don't want to leave. The way that the Torah phrases it is that it's the Eved that's saying it, not the Ama. Okay, Ve'idoch, Mi'bailei, ultimately the other opinion requires us to teach you, Ad-Shiyomar Kishuhu Eved. So this is interesting. The other, the other opinion says, no, the Pasuk is necessary ultimately to teach me that Halacha Lamaisa, in order for the Eved to stay on, it's actually very interesting, he has to articulate his desire to remain in servitude while still an Eved. In other words, well said, you can imagine the following scenario. Unless you have an Eved Ivri, and his six years are up, and then after the six years are up, you know, you know, a day later, he's like, you know what? I really liked being an Eved. I really liked being an Eved. So I'd like to go back. Can't do it. Can't do it. The only ability to extend the term ultimately, again, is while he is still an Eved. Incredible. Be'idach me'evet ha'evet nafka. The other opinion learns that out from the fact that it doesn't say Eved, it says Ha'eved. So the other opinion will say Eved Ha'eved, Lo Darish. He doesn't Darish in Eved Ha'eved. Okay, fine. My time at the Tanakama, Damra Mocher, Atzmo in. Ein Manikin Lo. So why is it that Tanakama held? We'll say that it is only an Eved who is sold by Beisdin, who is given Hanaka. Remember, again, we'll talk about Hanaka in greater depth, but Hanaka ultimately. Hanukkah is, Hanukkah is that when the Eved leaves servitude, his master gives him, again, livestock and wine and oil and grain to start him up in his new life. So why is it, according to the Tanakhama, that only an Eved sold by Basin gets Hanukkah, but an Eved who sells himself doesn't get Hanukkah? What's the reason? Because the Torah, when discussing the Eved sold by Basin, says, Hanuk, Tanik. Lo, give him Hanukkah. Lo, only this ever the one sold by Beisdin, for lo, lemocher asmo, and not the one who sells himself. So both say that's logic of Tanakama. V'idach, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar will say, V'idach, homibayle lo, velo liyarshav. So this is actually very interesting. So Rabbi Lazar learns that this teaches us that no, no, every Eved, whether he sells himself or he's sold by Beisdin, gets Hanukkah. What this means about say is what happens? Imagine the following situation. Imagine Ruvain is an Eved Ivri. Okay, so what happens? Now Ruvain's tenure is coming to an end. Ruvain is freed and now Ruvain dies. Ruvain dies. The master never got a chance to give Ruvain the Hanukkah. So, the te- so ultimately, again, Rebbe, so, so Rebbe Lazar will say, what that teaches me is Hanukkah is only something given to the Eved himself not given to the heirs of the Eved. With all the Yarshav. So the Mar say, Yarshav Amailo, why not? Why wouldn't you give the Hanukkah ultimately again to his inheritors? After all, again, Torah calls him a hired worker. But it just says, like, if you have a hired worker who didn't get paid his wages and then he dies before he gets paid, his wages go to his offspring, to his inheritors. Ultimately, in Evan also, his Hanukkah should go to his inheritors. 
Rather, what it means is, if the Evid is entitled to Hanaka, the Hanaka only goes to him. The Hanaka doesn't go to his creditor. Rebbe said, now what does this mean? Now, this is fascinating. Rebbe say in general, we've actually seen this concept before. In general, we hold it Rabbi Nasan. Rebbe said, what does Rabbi Nasan hold? What does Rabbi Nasan hold? Rabbi Nasan says as follows. The Sanya, I'm Rabbi Nasan. But say, how do you know that if you lend your friend a thousand dollars, right? And that friend lends another friend a thousand dollars. So what's happening over here is A lends B and B lends C. How do we know? How do you know that A has the ability to extract payment from C? Right? So A lends B, B lends C. Rabbi Nasan says A could go directly to C to extract payment for his debt. How do we know that? Tamalomar Vinasan La Asher Ashamlo. So we'll say this is the position of Rabbi Nasan. Asimara says, Asalo La Fuke. Ultimately against Rabbi Nasan. So in the case of Evan Ivri, in the case of Evan Ivri, Hanik Tanik Lo, Lo teaches me that Halakhalamaisa, the master is only obligated to go ahead and give the anaka to the evidivri. But if the evidivri has a creditor, the creditor could not come and claim the anaka from the adon in satisfaction of his debt. Vidak, the other opinion, says, Ba'amanami, lo svilak rabinasan. The other opinion would say, in general, I don't hold like rabinasan anyway. Okay. My, next. My time in Mocha asmo in. Ain rabba mosul shifra kananis. So we'll say, why is it? Tanakama holds that it is only by an Eved who is sold by Beisdin that the master has the right to give him a Shifcha Kenanis, a non-Jewish maidservant, for procreation purposes. Procreation purposes, but an Eved who sells himself doesn't have, cannot be given a Shifcha Kenanis, to which the Gemara says, very simple, Mi'it Rachmana, Kabi Machrua Beisdin. Tanakama will say, because the Torah specifically said this, by an Eved sold by Beisdin, what did the Torah say? Im Adonav Yitain Lo Isha. Pazik says, if the master will give him a wife, Shifra Kinanis, Lo, for Lo Lamokher Atzmo, Dafkatim. So the context is that it's talking about an Evid sold by Beisdin. Dafka, an Evid sold by Beisdin, and not an Evid who sells himself. Okay? Vi'idach, the other opinion will say, Lo Bal Karacho. The other opinion says, no, 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 what does Lo teach me? That an Evid could even be given a shifcha kinanis against his will. Meaning, let's say the Abbas says, I don't have an interest in a shifcha kinanis. The master could still say, you do now. You do now. Ve'idach, michi mishna sachir, michi, or michi mishna sachar sachir nafka. The other opinion brings out this idea that he could be given a shifcha kinanis from the double ash and the sanya, Ki mishna sechar sachir avdecha. So the Gemara says, sachir eino also, it's interesting, the way the Torah refers to an Eved is mishna sechar sachir. So we'll say, which means that he's like a double worker. What does it mean that an Eved, Eved Ivri is a double worker? He says, sachir eino oved elabayom. A regular hired worker is obligated to work by day. Evan every bein bayom bein balayla. Evan every works by day and by night. Now, what does that mean? 
So do you think that a master can make his Eved every work by day and by night? After all, we're going to talk about this more in depth. The Torah tells us that when you have an Eved every, it has to be good for him with you. What does it mean it has to be good for him with you? That you have to treat your Eved well. Whatever you're eating, your Eved has to eat. Whatever you drink, your Eved has to drink. I will say, this is an incredible Allah. We're going to talk more about this. That, you know, it, I always mention this. Whenever we speak about an Eved, slavery, right? So we translate Eved as a slave. So, of course, again, slavery, and understandably so, always has such a terrible, oppressive connotation, right? The concept of slavery always, always that conjures up in our mind the images of one person exploiting another. That's why probably better than using the word slavery is probably the word servitude. But remember again, both for the Evid Kinani and for the Evid Ivri, there's a mechanism in place to ensure that one never exploits the servant. Now that's even more so in the case of an Evid Ivri who really isn't, an, isn't a servant. An Evid Ivri really, really is a worker. Is an employee, is an employee. And that's the Torah says when you have an Evid Ivri, whatever your standard of living is, you have to give your Evid Ivri the same exact standard of living. So whatever food you eat, that's what he eats. Whatever you drink, that's what he drinks. You know how wherever you are sleeping, that, that's where so in other words, same standard of living. So the Mara says, so therefore how can you call how can you say that he's a Mishnah Sakh and Sakh that he has to he has to work both by day and by night? To which the Gemara says, mikan kinanis. What it means, no, 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 is by day he's obligated to work for the master. At night, the master could, so to speak, put him to work. How? Giving him shifcha kinanis, producing offspring. Producing offspring. The Edoch, the other opinion says, if it was from there, I would have thought that's only if the Evid consents. But maybe if the Evid doesn't consent, the master can't give him a shifcha kinanis. Kamashwam, that's not the case. Fine. Sefer, I will say, so bottom line, we've just seen a fundamental machlokes between the Tanakama and Rabbi Lazar about is there a distinction between Mokar Atzmo, an Evid who goes ahead and sells himself, versus Machruhu Basin, versus an Evid who's sold by Basin. So according to the Tanakama, according to the Tanakama, there is a fundamental distinction. According to Balazar, there is not. And I will say, just as an aside, because it's actually quite interesting, how do we paskin? How do we paskin? So the Rambam in Hilchos Avadin Perek Gimel, Halochu Yud Beis says as follows. Here it is. What is the distinction between one who sold himself versus one who was sold by Bezdin? Here it is, Rosai. The Raman Paskin is like the Tanakama. If one sells himself, he cannot stand, he doesn't get his ear pierced. One who is sold by Bezdin has the ability to stay on and get his ear pierced. Ultimately, again, one who sells himself cannot be given a, a, a Gentile maidservant, machru beizdin, rabba moso shifcha kinanis. So by beizdin, master can give him a shifcha kinanis. Mocher, so again, the Rama then goes on, he says, mocher atzmo nimkar l'sheish v'yesra al-sheish, machru beizdin, enimkar l'sheish. If you sell yourself, 
you can enter into a contract again, floor of six years, you can negotiate for more. Machru Beisdin, if you're sold by Beisdin, you're only sold for six years. Mocha Asmo in Manikino, if you're sold, if you sold yourself, you do not get Hanaka. Machru Beisdin, if you were sold by Beisdin, you do get Hanaka. So we'll say it's interesting. We're gonna talk, so again the Ramam essentially passing is like the like the Tanakamo. Like the Tanakamo with these fundamental distinctions between Mokha Atsamachrua Bazin rejects the position of Elazar. We will see later on as we go on in this a little bit that there's also a very strong like psychological component in here about about the fundamental distinction between one who sells himself and Chazal being very concerned, Khajbaraku being concerned about a person. We'll say, think about this just a moment. Who's the guy who sells himself? Right? Who's who's the guy who sells himself? The guy who sells himself is a person essentially, see, not necessarily every case, but selling yourself into servitude means either one of two things. Either you've exhausted every single other option to stand on your own two feet. Or, or, you're choosing not to exhaust every single option to stand on your own two feet and are taking a little bit of an easy way out by essentially putting responsibility for you on someone else. On someone else. When you look at selling yourself that way, you can tell that what Chazal are careful with is, Chazal do not want to sweeten the deal for that guy. See, I will say, the Mocha Atzmo, again, I will say in general, one of the most important things in Yiddishkeit, right? One of the most important things is to be a self-sufficient person. To be a person who could stand on your own two feet. To be the kind of person who takes care of your own stuff, takes care of your own issues, doesn't outsource your success to anyone else. You take the reins of your life. say when a guy is mocha atzmo, when he sells himself into servitude, what is he effectively doing? What is he effectively doing? He's telling someone else to take care of him. Torah doesn't like that. Now, again, sometimes is that necessary? Sometimes do you hit such a brick wall in life where I guess, again, you can't take care of yourself. You have to sell yourself into servitude. It could happen. It could happen. But there's a fear that it's so easy to utilize this as an easy way out of dealing with your life issues. So because of that, you see that the Rambam is saying, is who said, okay, we can't close the door to it. Such a concept exists. But we're not going to sweeten the deal for you. There's no Hanukkah for you, right? And again, so we'll, we'll see more of it as we go on. But there's a lot of very strong life hashkafa in this as well. But let's go back there. So back to the Gemara says as follows. So the Gemara says, let's say, so we are still back. We are still back. Uh, good. Ella, mantana hudiyo lo yolov sacher sacher. So let's just remember again, we go back to our original question, which is, Remember, the whole, the whole reason we got into this, Yolosei, is because we were speaking about a Gzer Shavav Sachir Sachir. So just to reorient ourselves a little bit. What is that Gzer Shavav? So remember again, Yolosei, the Torah speaks about, the Torah says, the Torah says, um, by, by Mocha Atzmo, Torah uses Lashonah, by one who sells themselves, Kisachir Kitoshav. The Torah also uses the Lashon of Sachir by Machruhu Beisdin. So the Gzeder Shava of Sachir Sachir essentially allows you to learn out all of the halachos of Mocher Atzmo to Machru Bezdin and Machru Bezdin to Mocher Atzmo. 
it essentially makes them sacher sacher makes them one uniform one uniform construct of avdos of Jewish servitude. Okay, so the Gemara says, who is the one who rejects it? Who is the one who doesn't? So the Gemara says, Haitan who? The sign of the pasuk says, Veshavah mishpachto, he will return back to his family. Veshavah mishpachto. So what's that? So the rest of the pasuk, the rest of the pasuk is. Uh, so this is talking about the emancipation, ultimately again, of the evidivri. He will go back to his family. What is it start talking about? If he's talking about an evid who sold himself, the Pazir already spoke about the emancipation of an evid who sold himself. Ibn Yerza, if it's talking about an Evid whose ear was pierced, in other words, that he's going free by Yovel, Harikvar Amar, Ha'ina Kasim and Dabra El Bamachru Bezdin. So speaking about a case, what was an interesting case of, a, of an Evid who was sold by Bezdin, Shtaim Vishalosh Shanim Bifneha Yovel, two or three years before Yovel, Shayovel also, that Yovel, Yovel emancipates him. So I will say, here's what's interesting. So it turns out that now there are two different mechanisms for emancipation. Right? Number one, six years. Six years, right? Six years is the automatic duration of servitude when you buy an Evid Ivri. Six years. After six years, he goes free. If the Evid's ear is pierced, right? He chooses to stay on. Then what? His term is extended until Yovel. Now here's what's interesting. Yovel, however, emancipates all Avadim, no matter where they are in their term. So, for example, if Beisdin sold an Eved, and now it's three years before Yovel, once Yovel comes, that Eved goes free, even though, again, he did not serve the minimum six years. So the Gemara says, And if you think that you have the Gzir Shav Sacher Sacher, Lamali, why do I need this passage? I could just learn the Gzir Shav, and it would teach me that even an Eved sold by Beisdin ultimately goes out by Yovel. Nevertheless, it's necessary. I would have thought Mocher Atzmo who Dulo Avid Isura. It's only by Mocher Atzmo ultimately again where the Eved didn't do anything wrong. See, I both say, remember, Machru. When do you get sold by Beisdin? When do you get sold by Beisdin? Right? If you stole and you don't have the ability to pay. Mocher atzmo, again, it's not Avera, I'm just destitute. I'm destitute, I don't have any money. So that's why I'm selling myself. So the Gemara says, Salat Hamina Mocher atzmo, Hudalo Averi Sura, only by Mocher atzmo, we dig him in this. Rav Machru, Beisdin, but we're ultimately, again, this person sold by Beisdin, the Averi Sura, Ema Nikmese, maybe he should stay on even, even though the Yovel year comes. Kamash know that even by the case of Machru, Beisdin, where he's sold into servitude because of a transgression, when Yovel comes, he's emancipated. So the Gemara says, Amar Mar, Ibn Irsa, Harikvar Amar. So Gemara said, quoting from the Bible before, if it's talking about by Pierce, that we already learned it. Mahi, where did we learn it before? The Sanya, both say, first while on the bottom, the Sanya, Vishavtem Ish Allah Isham Mishpachto. The Pasuk says that, that ultimately, again, when, his, when, when Yovel comes, he will return back to his family. What is the Pazik talking about? If it's talking about an Evan who sold himself, we already learned that. 
Imachru Bezin, if some are sold by Bezin, Harikivar Amar. That was also said, Ha Inakasamadabra Ella Benirza Shtaim Vishalo Shanam with Neayoval. Interesting. We'll see what is the Pasuk referring to? An Evid who was pierced, ultimately again, two or three years before Yovel. The Gemara says, Shayovel Motzio, that even though the Evid was pierced, and normally a piercing keeps you in servitude until Yovel, if Yovel came two or three years after the piercing, you still go free. You still go free. So my mashma, where do we see this in the Pazakh? What is something that applies to a man that doesn't apply to a Musalis before? So the Gemara says, Havi Omer Zuritzia, piercing. Remember again, an Ama Ivriya is never pierced. So the Gemara says, Ve'itzrich lemichtav machru bezin, ve'itzrich lemichtav nirsa. And I was saying, so I need both of these pesukim. I need to know that in the case of machru bezin, Yovel emancipates, even if a genesis comes just a few years after the servitude began, and Nirza, even if he's pierced, and servitude begins just a few, I'm sorry, and Yovel comes just a few years later that he's emancipated. I need them both. Why? Because had it just spoken about the case of where he was sold by Bezdin, because the time has not yet come. About Nirza de Mati's money, I'll say by Nirza. Remember again, I'll say, when do you get your ear pierced? When do you get your ear pierced? Right? Only after you've served an initial term of six years. So maybe it's only in that case where he's already served six years. Okay, now he got pierced. Now Yovel is just a couple of years later. That's when he goes free. So the Gemara says, Amen, Nick, say, maybe we should, maybe we should penalize him. Come on, no. Vyashmo Ina Nirza. Had it just told me the case, the evidence was pierced. Mishum da Avid the because it will say at least he has gone ahead and served six years. Avamachru Bezdin, the law Avid Leishesh, who has not yet served six years, Amalo, perhaps he does not go free when Yovel comes just a couple of years into his servitude. Therefore, Tzricha, therefore, it needs to teach me in all cases. So I will say, so, but, but bottom line, bottom line is, Halacha whenever Yovel comes, Every effort is going free, no, no matter what your particular circumstances, right? You were just sold in Yovel's now a couple of years later. You were just pierced, and now Yovel's just a couple of years later. You were sold by base, and you sold yourself Yovel. Yovel, so Yovel essentially, again, is the great equalizer, right? What happens with Yovel is everything is reset. Everything is reset. So the words of Yitzchak Lamichtav, the Shaftem, Yitzchak Lamichtav, the Olam. Also, I need both of these sukim. Why? mamish. I would have thought the olam ultimately means that he serves forever. Therefore, the pasuk says, "No, Yovel comes; everyone goes free." Because of Rachman of Shavtem, and the pasuk just said, "Shavtem." Hava mina hani milihecha delo avid sheish. I would have, I would have thought when, right? I'm sorry. Hava mina hani milihecha delo avid sheish. So, I would have thought that's only true if he didn't yet serve six years. But if he already served six years, the end should be no more chamer than the beginning. Meaning what? Just like in the beginning, he served six. So too, in the end, has to be six years as well. The Olamo Shayovel. We will say, Kamashmala, no, that Allah said the Olam, when it says the Nirza, the Evidus Pier serves forever. Forever means until when? Until Yovel. Until Yovel. No matter when Yovel occurs after his piercing. So we'll say, fine. So therefore, what comes out by from this whole exchange over here is again, Yovel 
is going to emancipate. So I will say, so whether again, that's Yovel, so there are a couple of cases in which Yovel could emancipate. The simple, well, general, in general, when we speak about Yovel in Avdos, so the classic case is an Eved, Eved Ivri, whether he, whether he was, now remember, the way the Rabban Paskin is that Halacha Lamaisa, only an Eved, um, only an Eved sold by Beisdin has the ability to be a Nirtza, right? An Eved ultimately, again, who sells himself, who sells himself, doesn't have the ability to be pure. So let's say again, an Eved is sold by Beisdin. In the classic case of Yovel, an Eved is sold by Beisdin, he serves his six years, he decides he wants to stay on, right? What's, what's, what's the ability to do that? He gets his ear pierced, and now he's an Eved. He's an Eved until when? Until when? Until Yovel. Right? So that's the classic case. Now what we introduced to Rabbi say is, well, you know, it's not the pshat that every, every Eved becomes an Eved, an Eved, an Eved, an Eved Ivri on year one of the 50-year cycle. So you can have people becoming Avadim, and then Yovel's coming at all different times. So bottom line, I will say, what happens when Yovel comes? Emancipation. And it's irrelevant as to what year you are in, in your Avdus. As soon as Yovel comes, ultimately again you are emancipated. Whether you sold yourself, whether you were sold by Basin, whether you're pierced, you're not pierced. How far into the post-piercing term you are in doesn't make a difference. Once Yovel comes, I will say obviously you, would, you could imagine, could imagine that obviously the purchase price of the Eved reflected how far away Yovel was, right? If you were purchasing an Eved two years before Yovel, obviously, again, that was going to be reflected in the purchase price. But Lamaisa, once Yovel comes, everyone goes free. Incredible. Ella, we'll say the last line, last line, Tesvav Amadalif. Ella, man, Tanadol Yolif, Sacher, Sacher. We'll say, it's funny, like we keep coming back to the same question. Okay, so who is the Tana that doesn't hold of the Gzir Shava of Sacher, Sacher? To which the Gemara says, Rebbe, he hits Rebbe. Tisanya, Amadeis, so I'll say, so the Pasuk says, if you will not be redeemed with these, I will say, so just to be clear, we're switching gears a little bit. This Pasuk Rashi points out over here is talking about an Evet, a Jew, who was sold to a Gentile master. Sold to a Gentile master. I will say, now obviously, the goal of a Jew sold to a Gentile master, or I should say, the, our goal is to redeem him as quickly as possible because the concern, of course, is that being owned by a Gentile master will preclude him from discharging his Judaic responsibilities. So the Gemara says, If he cannot be redeemed through these other means, So we'll say, so the, Torah, so the Torah says, obviously the goal is the Evet should try to redeem himself. If he can't redeem himself, his relatives have to redeem him. If all else fails, if all else fails, the Evet goes free in Yovel. Interesting, the Evet goes free in Yovel. This is, a, this is an Evet owned by a Gentile master. The Rabbi Om Rabbi says, He is redeemed with these, and we'll say these means, Rashi points out, Bekrovim. His relatives, his relatives could redeem him. Ve'ein Nigal Beshesh. But I will say, an Evet sold to a Gentile master does not automatically go free after six years. So in other words, there are two mechanisms for freedom for a Jew sold to a Gentile. Either number one, he is redeemed by his relatives, right? Or B, Yovel, or B, Yovel. But there is no six year, there is no going free at the end of six years. You might have thought it's a Kavach Omer. 
other avadim who are not redeemed in these ways. In other words, I will say, the concept of relatives redeeming you, right? Of an obligation upon relatives to redeem their family member who isn't Eved only applies when the family member was sold to a Gentile master, right? If, if my relative is sold to a Jewish master, I have no obligation to redeem him. No obligation to redeem him. If he's sold to a Gentile master, I have an obligation to redeem him. Now, a typical Eved Ivri who is sold to a Jewish master, who's not redeemed, who the relatives don't have an obligation to redeem him, yet he goes free after six years. This guy, who's the Jew, sold to a Gentile master, where there is an obligation upon his relatives to redeem him, I would have thought that it goes without saying that he goes free after six years. Ultimately, the Eved sold to a Gentile master is redeemed Ba'ila either through his relatives or through Yovel, but ultimately does not go free after six years. That if you think that you subscribe to, if you, if you would hold of Sakhir Sakhir, then I'm my Kamar, So we'll say, if we were subscribed to the Gzir Shava, look at Rashi for just a moment. Rashi is the last white line on top. Nelev Sakhir Sakhir, Gulas Krovim, if you look at it says Sakhir by an Evid an every sold to a Jew, and it says Sakhir ultimately again by an Evid every sold to a Gentile. I would have said, just like the Jew goes free after six years, the Jew sold to a Gentile goes free after six years. So I say, obviously, the fact that we don't say that indicates that what? We do not subscribe to that Gzera Shabbos. Here it is. Here it is. Amram Nachar Mayitzchak. Nachar says, no, no, no. The Olam Yalif Sacher Sacher. No, no, no. Everyone holds up Sacher Sacher. The shiny Hacha. It's different over here. Why? The Amr Kra Yig Alenu. The Pasik says, he shall be redeemed. Lazah Velola Acher. Now, both say, the Torah, when speaking about Yig Alenu, of the obligation of relatives to redeem the Eved Ivri, it says, Yig Alenu. They will redeem him. This is dafka halacha that applies to an Eved sold to a Gentile master and not to one sold to a Jewish master. Shabbos says, this is really interesting. So now we're, we've kind of opened up now another front on this discussion. Up until now, we've been focusing on a Jewish servant sold to a Jewish master, either selling himself or sold by Bezdin. Now what we've established is that servant goes free automatically after six years or Yovel. Or Yovel. Now say there is the evidence we sold to a Gentile master. So what's his status? So here now the Gemara just told us, well, he doesn't go free after six years. He does not go free after six years. So when does he go free? When does he go free? So Rabosai, it sounds like for the Pasik, either he goes free. Either, number one, there is an obligation upon his family members to redeem him. Upon immediate family to redeem him. To buy him out of servitude. Or Yovel. Or Yovel. Okay. So, Oman Tanat the Polygalay, Rabbi Yossi, Aglili, Rabbi Akiva. Who is the opinion ultimately, again, who argues on Rabbi Yossi, Aglili, Rabbi Akiva? This Sanya. Here we go. Lo Yigal Be'ela. 
Right? If he is not redeemed through these things. So once again, we're still talking about the Evet sold to a Gentile master. So if his relatives don't redeem him, then ultimately he goes out during Yovel. Now, I know what you're thinking. One second, but he's sold to a Gentile master. So what does Yovel have to do with the Gentile master? Hold on to that. We're going to see. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yosef Lili says, Be'ela l'shichrer, b'shar kol adam l'shibud. Ultimately, again, I will say, Be'ela, Rashi says, Be'ela l'shichrer, g'alu krovin, ve'ena m'shtabid lahem. So this is very interesting. So, Rabbi Yosef Lili says like this, if, so let's call him Ruvain, right? So Ruvain is our Jew, is, is our Evid Ivri. Ruvain is sold to a Gentile master. Fine. Now the Torah says, Ruvain's relatives have an obligation to go ahead and redeem him from servitude. What happens when they redeem him? So Rabbi Yosei Lili says, when his relatives redeem him, Ruvain is a free man. When redeemed from servitude, Ruvain is a free man. Bishar Adam, if other people, i.e. non-relatives, redeem Ruvain, then what? Then what? He becomes their evidentiary. Fascinating, right? So if relatives redeem Ruvain from his Gentile master, he goes free. Other non-relatives redeem him. As we will say, if the relatives don't redeem him, there is a mitzvah upon the community to redeem him from his servitude to a Gentile master. But if others redeem him, he becomes the servant, the Evan Ivri, of whoever redeemed him. Rabbi Akiva said, Rabbi Akiva said just the opposite. If the relatives redeem him, he becomes the Evan Ivri to the relatives. But if other people, non-relatives, redeem him, then ultimately, again, he is emancipated. So what's the machlokas? It's incredible. My time is Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi, why does Rabbi Yossi really say? So again, Rabbi Yossi, if relatives redeem him, he goes free. If other people redeem him, he is their evidentiary. He is their evidentiary. What's the logic? So again, the positive says, if he is not redeemed with these, i.e. if relatives don't redeem him, rather he's redeemed through someone else, so the Gemara says, Bishnas HaYovel. Torah says, he remains a servant until Yovel, i.e., he becomes the Evan Ivri of the people who redeemed him. But Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, Imlo Yigal Ela Be'ela, ultimately, again, if he is not redeemed only with these, Fiyatza Bishnas HaYovel, then ultimately, again, he'll go out by the Yovel. Ivar, Rabbi Yosiak Lili, Midi Ela Be'ela Ksiv, but Rabbi Yosiak Lili, it doesn't say Eila, it says Be'ela. Ela Bahai Krokamiflegi. Rather, the Bible said the Machlokis of Yosef Lili Rabbi Akiva is in the following Pasik. O Dodo, O Ben Dodo, Yigalenu. So we'll say now, watch this. The Pasik says either his uncle, right, or the son of his uncle, ultimately again will redeem the Evet Ivri. So Ze'eh Gu'ulas Krovim. That ultimately again refers to redemption by, by, by relatives. My relatives, Zegulas Krovim, oh, his Sika Yado, or I will say again, if the Evan himself has enough money, Zegulas Atzmo, that refers to redeeming yourself from servitude. Vinegal, or he's redeemed, Zegulas Achirim, that ultimately again refers to other people redeeming. So I will say, this is just interesting. The Pasik itself, when you break it up, refers to three different mechanisms for redemption. So once more, Ododo Bendodo, refers to redemption through your relatives. Remember, this is talking about a Jew, Evid Ivri, sold to a Gentile master. Three mechanisms for redemption. Either your family redeems you, 
right? Or you have enough money, which means you can buy yourself out of servitude, right? Or lastly, vinigal, vinigal, or he is redeemed. What is who is redeemed? Who is that? Other people. Other people are redeeming you. Fine. So we'll say those are the three parts of the Now watch this. Watch this. Rabbi Yosei Rabbi Yosei says, "Mikra nidrash Rabbi Yossi says, when dashing a pasuk, right, every phrase sheds light on the one in front of it. On the one in front of it. Watch this. Therefore, shadi gulas krovma gulas atzmo. Go ahead, Rabbi Yossi, literally apply the concept of redemption by relatives to the redemption, to self-redemption. Ma gulas atzmo l'shichr, just like when he ever redeems himself, he goes free. Af gulas krovim l'shichr. So to when redeemed by relatives, he also goes free. And I will say, therefore, again, only when he, redeemed, when he is redeemed by others, then he remains in heaven. Rabbi Akiva Savar, Mikra Nidrash La'acharov. Rabbi Akiva says, no, 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 every phrase sheds light on the one before it. He says as follows. He says, he says, Shade Geulas Acherim Ageulas Atzmo. Explain, or I should say, connect the concept of redemption by others to the redemption of the self. Just like when you redeem yourself, ultimately you're free. So to Allah, when other people redeem you, you also go free. If that's the case, I want to read the phrase Be'ela, the word Be'ela, to which the Lord says, Ilav Be'ela, where it's not for Be'ela, Hava Amina Nikra Nidrash Bein Lafana Bein Laacharov. I would have thought the Pasek, every phrase, Darshins, or I should say, sheds light on the one before it and after it, and ultimately, again, every time, no matter what, no matter what the mechanism of emancipation, the event always goes free. If that's the case, I will say, our question goes back to its original place. Rather, say you have to say, you're actually not arguing about a pasuk, rather arguing about, about svara. We'll say, what's the svara? It's fascinating. We'll say, you're right, you're right. Then Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yosef Lili are not arguing on how to dash in a Pasek. They're arguing on logic. Listen to this. Rabbi Yosef Lili Savar, Mistabra Gu'ula Sahir Meshibur. Rabbi Yosef Lili says it has to be that when other people, non-relatives, redeem the Evet Ivri from his Gentile master, that the Evet ultimately, again, is going to be is going to be their Evet. Why? The Amrat L'Shichrar have a mini velo parkilei. Yosef if when other non-relatives redeem the Eved Ivri, the Eved Ivri is going to go free, then I'm going to say, what's going to happen? No one's going to do it. What, I'm going to say, why should I redeem someone who's not my relative? So essentially, I'm going to go ahead and use money, lose money. I don't, I don't get anything from it. If you tell me I redeem him from servitude to the Gentile master, and what? And what? He becomes my Eved Ivri. That's an investment. That's an, I'm willing to do that. Rabbi Akiva Savra, Rabbi Akiva Savra, Mistabra Gulas Krovim Meshibud. Rabbi Akiva says, no, 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 it must be that when the relatives redeem him, he becomes their evident every while. D.E. Amrit the Shikhrer, because we'll say ultimately, again, if you say he would go free, call Yoma Viyoma Azul Umaz bin Nafshe. This guy is going to go and sell himself each and every day. In other words, we'll say, if I know that if I sell myself into servitude to a Gentile master, that's what? My relatives always have an obligation to bail me out. To bail me out. Then what I was saying, this could become a very lucrative business, right? I could keep on selling myself, make a little bit of money, and my relatives are always on the hook 
to go ahead and, and redeem me. However, if I become the Eved of my relatives, suddenly it's not such a Pasha situation. So if Rabbi Osei, we, it's, it's a fa- we end off with a fascinating machlokes between Rabbi Kiv and Rabbi Yosei So again, remember, we've now switched gears to talking about the Eved who was sold, who was sold ultimately again by his, sold to a Gentile master. So now Rabbi Osei, we know we have three mechanisms of redemption. Number one, a mitzvah upon relatives to do so. Right? The Evid could always redeem himself, and halacha so others could redeem him. What happens now when family, and obviously if he redeems himself, he's free. What happens if relatives or family members do it? So here we have Rabbi Yosef Lili says that halacha so when non-family redeems him, he goes free. When family redeems him, well, I'm sorry, when family redeems him, he goes free. When others redeem him, ultimately again, he becomes their Eved. Rabbi Yosef says, otherwise, you have to incentivize others to emancipate him. Otherwise, they're not going to do it. What's the, what's the incentive? They get an Eved. Rabbi Akiva says, no, just the opposite. Ultimately, when family redeems him, he becomes their servant. When others redeem him, ultimately, again, he goes free. What's the logic? Because we're concerned that the Eved is going to exploit this, knowing that family always has to redeem him. Therefore, he'll keep getting himself into this mess. And halacha lamaisa, he'll keep on becoming an Eved. In order to disincentivize this, if family redeems him, ultimately becomes their Eved. I will so stop over here for today. Who we passing like halacha lamaisa? Emirat Hashem will see tomorrow. Shkoyach.